0: And welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number thirty-two. Uh, I always like these numbers because they, they can be expressed with one bit. That's and I think that's a good thing. I was just thinking the
1: podcast is almost uh, it's closing on your ages now.
0: Uh, well, I, well, okay. So I'm for, <laughs> I'm forty, but I'll be forty-one. So I think we'll hit forty-one while I'm forty-one. Um, and I think Dave will hit you. Uh, we'll hit we'll hit you next year. Yeah, we'll catch up with your age. age. Yeah, thirty-nine. 39 next yeah, yeah. Year. And what are you again? 27. 27. So we've already done Way past yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, we blew past you this year. Oh. We
1: did. Didn't even get a cake or anything. I probably did have a cake, actually. Yeah, no, because so we, we always eat shit here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't see that. Dave has the lovely octagonal pizzas that I've never seen elsewhere.
1: And the octagonal yeah. plates as well to match. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Really? He's got no round plates, so that's why he can't buy I mean, normal I pizza. Think he
0: takes them out of the oven and then he just trims, trims off. Takes them out of the octagonal yeah, oven. That's it. Yeah, maybe that's it, he's putting them in an octagonal pan and forcing them. Like people do with, uh, remember that bonsai kitten thing? Oh, where, you they the,
1: where they put them in the milk bottle and stuff.
0: Yeah, God. did you never see that? Someone just basically, you know, because you don't know, you make bonsai by putting it inside something so it doesn't grow. It. And you get like the square watermelons and things like that. Someone did that with, they basically took photos of kittens in jars. Oh right, like, they didn't actually grow it in the thing no. so it was square. No, they didn't. <laughs> right, see. okay, no. I feel better. Oh, no, not. but in Space Truckers they have those pigs that are like squogs or whatever they're called because they're square hogs, don't they? I remember, as I recall. Anyway, that's um <laughs> that's by the by. Uh, hello, I'm Graham
1: Goring. <laughs> All right, shit, we didn't even start. Okay, uh, I'm Mark Foster. I'm Dave
0: Williamson. There we go. Uh <laughs> yeah, and uh, if we sound better, by the way, and not in the sense of we normally sound very ill, um, it's because. Or in terms of. <laughs> Quality, quality of content. In terms of, no, not quality, no content, definitely not. <laughs> uh, in terms of a clarity of sound, uh, it's because I invested into new microphones. You're welcome. Uh, and, uh, new cables. I was recommended by, uh, a lovely guy at Warner Brothers, actually, Warner Brothers Delane Lee Studio in London. I said, what can I do that's, you know, cheap to improve the sound? And he said, get Neutric cables. So I've done that. And, uh, and yeah. Oh, n- nice, nice name drop. Yeah. Well, do you know what? We need sponsorship because is thing. <laughs> This is a loss-making exercise. <laughs> um, I am burning through my- Look, I- I mean, I just dropped, let's see, I just dropped 200 on the microphones and cables. Um, that fucking zoom, that cost me about 350 when I bought it. Um, and that was after I gave up on the Behringer that we used for one episode that cost, um, a fortune. So, uh, well, actually no, that was cheap, it was shit. But anyway, here's the thing, I, I spent a fortune. Um, uh, and, and, you know, then 300 people listen to it and you think, why do we do this? 300 people listen to it? Think about that, yeah. Is that more or less? That's more than I thought. Okay. Do you know what? We can check out, I've got, if we could, if I log on to my phone, I'll find out the password and we can find out how many people listen to this shit show. Okay. Um, uh, so that'd be fun. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. So, uh, we're all caught up now. So I've stopped, you know, shoving out back issues. So that's good. Um, and, uh, I'm about to go on holiday to Fantastic Fest, which means I'll go to Fantastic Arcade. So there'll be a bunch of cool stuff there to see. Um, nice. and, a, and a bunch of stuff that's a little bit art game. Cause that,
1: that's, so pretty... there'll be some cool stuff to see and then there'll be the art games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly right. The, okay. the nonsense. It's got a custom controller where you like, you tickle the testicles of a pedophile and that's <laughs> how you win. It's like, just, I, I like <laughs> the sound of it. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> Oh, I'll make that, that game was, then that was, just, that was the first thing that came to your head <laughs> but they always have have you thought about that before no because because in my head I had that octopus one have you seen that it's like someone's no. done this game and they've, sho- they've shoved an iPad inside something and it's like an octopus and you do something with the tentacles and therefore uh, and that controls it okay. and and Paranormal, do you remember that that had like had this thing that had loads yeah, of turners yeah, and sliders yeah. and shit like that so they always tend to have something like that there um, that's uh, you know um sometimes it's really interesting, like they had they had the uh the light gun game for the NES that was on a genuine NES card. Oh, the Russian roulette thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Russian roulette. That was really cool. Um but a, a lot of the time it's uh it's a load of nonsense that that it's it's basically exists so that people can scratch their chins and nod sagely uh <laughs> and then go and drink in a or scratch, coffee shop. Scratch some balls and nod by the sound of it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I'm going to this. I'm looking forward to that because there'll be some normal games there as well that that normal people play. Um. Uh. Yeah, that's always fun. There's always good talks. Like you know, Tim Schaefer was there a couple of years back because they were talking about um something. Headlander? No, yeah, it was before Headlander. Headlander was last year. Well, anyway, massive we... chalice might have been massive chalice actually. Yeah, could have been, but I think he was there two years ago and I met him at a party and that was nice. That was kind of like because he was at Wiley Wiggins' party. So anyway, Wow, we're just dropping all well, the You say, today. you say that. You say that. Like <laughs> no one here knows who Wiley Wiggins is, unless they've seen Dazed and Confused, which is like my favorite movie and he's the kid in Dazed and Confused. It's so cool. Uh anyway, blah. Uh I'm doing that and then uh, is GDC any GDCs happening? Cuz normally there's a GDC after I come Well, there was back.
1: the the Europe one that just happened. I was at Gamescom and stuff at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, but the the U.S. one is uh by March or something.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sure they used to have another one, but the um, that's not because we yeah we've had like Gamescom, mm-hmm. and I can't think of any news that came out of that because we looked. I, I'm the only person who actually looked who sort of dug out some news for today. News, he says, doing some. I almost called them finger bangs, but I'm... finger bangs. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, <laughs> Air, Air quotes. Air quotes. Okay. Well, I have to look into where that came out of my psyche. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let me just let me just put that in finger banks. Um <laughs> So, but yeah, there, there must have been stuff that happened at Gamescom, but I'm damned if I remember it. Um,
1: yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything. T-
0: TGS is in a week and a half, so that'll be cool. Because with a bit of luck, they will announce the NX there or just prior to that. Which brings us on to our first news article. Which of course, uh, there was a bit of a leak, possibly, about the NX. Eurogamer put up this report saying, oh, this is what it is. Uh, and they were saying that basically it's, um, uh, it's portable. We knew that, obviously. But the little, the controls come off the side of it so that two people can basically play, it, uh, uh, in, uh, you can have one machine and play two-player games on it. Which for a portable game is really cool. Uh, and there are a couple of, the weird thing is, if you look back at the Wii U currently, there are a couple of things they did. They had a couple of games where you would hold either end of the Wii U and use the controls that way. So this is obviously something that's been on their mind. And I, I just hope the NX is a massive success for them because I can't wait to play the New Zelda. Um and this sounds like really uh interesting from a, from a gameplay uh, point of view. And it sounds like from the reports it's got enough grunts to do good games. So, because it has to be at least as powerful as the Wii U in order to be able to do Zelda, obviously. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I I can't wait. I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Did you ever play Micro Machines on the N64, where you could have like loads of people on it with no. one controller for two people?
0: Eight player on four controllers. Mm. Oh, okay. Was it good? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's especially
0: chaos. especially if you were on if you because it was team based, and if you were on opposing teams on the same controller. Oh, so you were basically trying to yank it at the other person's hand. But it did a weird thing where it all automatically accelerated, which was a bit weird. Oh, okay. I guess because so you've got limited you controls, know. haven't you? Yeah. yeah. See, that reminds me of Johann Sebastian Joust, that just thing about knocking controls at people's hands. Fucking love that. That was so much fun playing that in a packed room. Uh, back uh, at the, uh, the whole premise of uh, Button. Button? B-U-T-T. Oh, yeah, uh, I can spell Button. <laughs> no, but that's what it was. It was um something Unfair Tactics, something or other. Oh, right. I can't remember what it it's so Oh, far. Okay i never but, heard of that. But you basically, you just fall over controls. Okay. You had your own controller, and you had to press, like, button A so many times, but you would win by stopping everyone else from pressing button A while you were pressing button A. Oh, okay. That's quite clever, actually. Because, effectively, that's... A lot of your game, you know, logic is being in the hands of the player there. It's quite... It's like, oh, you have to do this. You have to be, you know... Basically, we should pay you, really, to play this. Because you're, <laughs> you're you're doing all the work. Um... So yeah, no, so the NX sounds really interesting and, and everything sounds like they're going to have some, you know, a decent number of games at launch. I can't wait. I, I think it's going to be brilliant, but, but it was dead interesting to, to learn that, you know, have detachable controllers. That's weird. Um, mm. but, but totally makes sense. Uh, clever idea. Um, they announced the Dark Souls 3 first bit of DLC. Um, I forgot what it was like the Ashes of Bloody Blue or something. I
1: don't remember. I don't know. I heard it was mostly PvP only though. What
0: well, that? I thought it was going into that, but you look at the footage and it's not. It's, it's like, they've clearly got loads of new enemy types and, uh, new mm-hmm. environments to explore. I think it includes like a big chunky PvP area, but I don't think Sounds that good... is the focus of it. I don't even all. know what that
1: means, a PvP area. Is that, just, is that the same as like, um.
0: Well, no, cause remember there was like a, in number two, there was a particular, there were a couple of maps that you only got into by, it was...
1: Oh, like an arena one.
0: Yeah, it's like some arenas, basically, that you would go into. That is
1: something that Dark Souls is kind of missing at the moment. Yeah. I guess they did the same thing with Dark Souls 1, didn't they, with the... uh
0: what? The yeah, but you see, because Dark Souls 3 really doesn't need it, because people basically set their own ones up. Yeah, but like,
1: they, all the games have that in there as well. Yeah. But yeah. an actual arena, it makes it easier and faster to do.
0: I don't know, because it seems to me like that area out the back of um, Anor Londo, the entrance to Anor Londo, Spoilers. After Ponte Sullivan. Yeah, after Ponted Sullivan. Club it's just, now. that's a fight club area. And it's, it's perfect because you've got the raised area and people just sort of drop down. Well, into yeah, it. it
1: was clearly designed to be kind of a fight club place, I guess.
0: Yeah, because there's nothing in there otherwise. So, uh, yeah, that's really cool that that's happened mm-hmm. and people have gravitated towards that. Well, the but, same,
1: yeah, again, the same thing happens with Dark Souls 1. There was, um, the, thir- when you go past at the start of the game where that Drake lands on the bridge in front of you. Yeah. The parish bit. There was that, oh. that square there. That was a PvP area. Do you
0: mean the bit where you meet Soler and he gives you the... um No. Oh.
1: Um It's literally next to the bonfire there. Um I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's really close to the start of the game. I, the first one after firelink Link shrine, the first bonfire. Oh, okay. So there was just... Out the out front of that was a PvP area. Because you could get into New Game Plus and then just um, sit down there and fight people. Oh, okay. And then also, like... When the DLC came out, the bit just after Artorius was a hot spot for it as well. It just, all these places just seem to like be, they just naturally kind of appear mm-hmm. where people always do PvP there, like the bridge in Dark Souls 2 as well.
0: I was quite, I was quite happy to see that people aren't, you know, continuing on with the levels. We are chatting on the way here because I, I platinumed uh, Bloodborne mm-hmm. yesterday. And I mean, I'm like 217 or something ridiculous level. And so I got some, I was hoping to get some people in to help me in with the last Chalice dungeon. And there totally were people who were at the same sort of level, which was kind of insane. Still playing it now. I think when you get there. to a
1: higher level, maybe it pulls in from a higher pool as well. So you might have well, some like level four hundred players or something like. that. Well, there. I
0: think it's percentage, isn't it? Always anyway. I thought maybe. You know, yeah. So so if, if actually your your band kind of you know increases anyway. Um. But yeah. Uh. That was good. Oh, God, I've done it. I done it. I just need to do the DLC now. I've I've, I've beat the DLC, but. There's that boss that you realise you haven't done either. I don't
1: think. Yeah, I don't think I've done that one. Yeah, Vicar Amelia.
0: Yeah, second time round. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, Dave's loving it right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see what's free on PS Plus this uh, month? Is it something else? Shit. No, it's that other Souls game, Lords of the Fallen. Lords of the Fallen. Oh, really? Yeah. That oh, and Journey, which I just bought it. last Journey's month. Journey's on PS Plus. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna. Again. I was planning on buying that.
0: Well, good because they're like... putting the price up really soon. Really, it's weird. Yeah. Well,
1: all PS Plus games recently have just been fucking terrible.
0: Oh, yeah. like was one well, that was, like
1: a... really, just really bad pixel art and you just fly around an arena and shoot and I was just like, I'm not even going to bother downloading this. It's crap.
0: Well, there's a load of them that it seems like Sony have deliberately sort of, you know, m- got people to make these games. Do you know how like the- on Netflix there was this company, I think it's Phase 4 Films, who deliberately make shit films just to sell so that Netflix have got a big enough sort of library of films. Such as a talking cat uh is one of the classics. With Eric Roberts doing the voice of a talking cat. Um Someone
1: showed me a, a clip from a video called Birdemic through the other day. Have you heard of that? Yeah,
0: Birdemic shot on set of the sequels is the that as well.
1: a Netflix thing?
0: No, no, that was a guy who genuinely uh thought sort of believed in himself. Jesus he's Christ, he's got that he's got that surname that I can never pronounce. I always forget how it's pronounced. I have no idea. It's the one that's pre- it's spelled N G U Y E N. And it's pronounced something like Stuart. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's not what you're, whatever you're going to guess, it's wrong and probably Noising. racist. Yeah, it's not that.
1: It's not racist. I'm just trying to read a word out.
0: Yeah. Well, I I felt in your heart of hearts. If you, uh,
1: if I hope like, after after this podcast, we'll have to like, have you heard of bird birdemic? Nope. There's a I googled it and like found this YouTube video. It just says the most epic scene ever filmed, and it's just people trying to knock these birds away with uh, coat hangers, but the yeah. birds are just. Oh, Someone's taken a stock animation of a bird and just superimpose it over the camera. So they're completely rigidly locked to the camera movement. They're just hovering yeah. for about a minute solid of just being there. And it's just the worst thing I've. Yeah.
0: It's like that bit in Father film. Ted when they go outside and the crows attack. It's like that level. That's probably done better. Um, I don't think I've seen that bit. Have you not? Oh, it's yeah. good. Um... So, how the shit did we, we got off topic? I, yeah, I was a bit of a while. <laughs> um, right. Alison Road got resurrected. So Alison Road was this Pete, you know, cause PT got cancelled and yeah. then Alison Road popped up on Kickstarter and everyone was like, uh, that jizz, jizz, jizz. Um, and then it got picked up by Team 17 and then it got sort of, it sort of disappeared. They said, oh, it's, that's it. It's been cancelled. And then they were, they had really vaguely worded reasons like, oh, cause I'm a Sagittarian. Or stuff like that. It was weirdly inconclusive. And now it's popped up again. Like he's been sort of poring over the code and gone, oh, it's quite good this, I should finish it. I think they changed the scope of it possibly. But um yeah. That's interesting. So that's that's back. Um but I don't know, it's like uh, there's there's those other ones. We've, there was another one on um Kickstarter a couple of months ago that seemed to show you practically the whole game. Um I forgot what it was called. But um I don't know, it seems like is is there much cool for those it's it's weird it's like if they've just taken the standard shit 'em up like amnesia and put it in a single location and wrapped up the polish as if that's a different type of game it's not um, monsters and molecules released i haven't played it yet, but I want to, because it looked quite fun, like a sort of a garishly colorful pixel art one with all the all the sort of British stereotypes like the crumpet gun and stuff like that that looks fun that's come out on steam. I think early access so uh i want to i want to have a go of that that's come out that's god's um but the school days remake uh was uh, sort of announced and it is the the single ugliest thing i've ever seen it's you you know school days obviously you know yep. school days dave yep. mark doesn't do you no because you are a, a wee ban um <laughs> School Days was an amazing game on the Spectrum. This is on the Spectrum and had all these these, I, these sort of. I did all, have a Spectrum,
1: but I didn't play uh, School Days. Well, you're an
0: idiot, because um, it's one of the best games on it. That and Back to School and Contact Sam Cruz, which were all done by the same guy, a guy called Dave Reedy, who was who was actually a teacher, um, and so he he did this game, School Days, and it sort of simulates a school on the Spectrum, and literally class is gone and like the teachers will ask questions and kids will answer. Well. Einstein will always answer because he's a he's a SWAT, um, and it's got all these kids that sort of run around in the playtime. They might coalesce into a group and run, charge and knock you over. And there's a bully called Angel Face who'll punch people out all the time. And you, and it just has all these. It's so amazing. It is a gobsmacking game on the spectrum, and they've decided to honour that by producing the ugliest remake ever made and putting it out on uh, iOS. I don't know if it's out yet, but it looks shockingly bad. Yeah, I mean, if you're making a game, remaking a game, at least make it better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As opposed <laughs> to, take the same game, make it really ugly, and shit it out your colon. Which is what they seem to have done. And so, so you should just play Class of 99, the the excellent remake from Retrospect, which I was part of, um, as that <laughs> is better. Better, better, better. Um, so that looks uh, proper piss. Um... Uh, what's the, oh, Project AMR2, Project, uh, uh, it was Metroid 2 remake that, um, that someone was making, uh, came out and was immediately, uh, taken down by Nintendo. Kelsey and same with po- Pokemon Uranium. But I, I like the fact that they let it get released. So it's out there, and you know, it's nice, the fruits of his labour can be found. I downloaded it immediately, so it's on my machine. But I, I like the fact that Nintendo didn't just sort of just slap it down while it was being made. Well, they've recently gone on a big. Um, well, yeah, they took down like a look 440 really, odd games on Game Jolt or yeah. something, haven't they?
1: Why? Well, do they have like Nintendo Art in them or something like that? Yeah, the Why fan
0: games. Well, you know that No Man's what? Mario that yeah. someone did? Yeah. That's been dmca so It's called yeah. DMCA Sky now. Yep. Yeah. So they changed the graphics basically. <laughs> And that is still better than No Man's Sky. Uh, we'll get to
2: that. <laughs> we'll get oh, yeah, that's the that. section that's
1: going to come up. soon.
0: <laughs> so another thing that came out, apparently um, Metroid Federation Force came out in Japan and sold less than 4,800 copies or something because it didn't chart in the top 20. And this is this game that, when it was announced, people were like, fuck you, Nintendo. We want Metroid, but this is not the Metroid game we want. And so they have not learned from that, it seems to me, because they announced a new Pikmin. Um, during the most recent Nintendo Direct, and it's some 2D side-scrolling nonsense. It looks, it's like, it's, it makes me as angry, um, as, uh, as, as an entitled arsehole can be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm praying, I'm hoping and praying that there's a proper Pikmin that's almost done as well. Cause this, uh, to, to quote Adam Jensen, this is not what I asked for. Um, it, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, But on the bright side, Picross 3D2 is coming out on the 2nd of December. Uh, on the eShop and Pitcross 3D is the greatest game on the DS. It's not, but it's really good. And so I'm really, I can't wait for the sequel because it's been out in Japan for fucking ages. Um, and the last thing, uh, in that news was, uh, this was ages ago that this game, someone, there was a trailer for it called Lost Soul Aside and it said, oh, it's all one person made this. And it's like bullshit. Yeah. It's ridiculously polished looking. Um, but, uh, I just showed these through the trailer and it was kind of like,
1: nah. It, that can't be one person. It's got like motion capture and like, you know, get get, get a
0: connect and some ping pong balls, you know, it's, (laughs) it's easy to do. People have been doing that, haven't they? They've been doing, uh, motion capture on the cheap using connects and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, but like proper facial expression. Yeah. Yeah. And more than two voices. So unless he's a master, he's a multi voice. He's um, the I world's, world's most di-
1: talented man.
0: Yeah. Hey, well, it's basically like M. Dickie if he had talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, like that. Oh, I love M. Dickie. M- M- <laughs> I mean, he's a fucking legend, M. Dickie is. Who's he's M. Dickie? Oh, are you kidding me? I feel like M- you're talking about M. Dickie, good friend of Michael Jackson. What? Do you not remember the Michael Jackson wrestling game he brought out? <laughs> oh, yeah, now he's ringing a bell. <laughs> M. Dickey is a man who makes games, uh, where every character looks like they're made of sausage meat. Um, <laughs> they're basically sentient sausages. Um, and they all look terrible, but they're all made by one man. And he has, there's, uh, my friend bought his book. He, he wrote a book and, uh, Vanity published it and, uh, someone at work bought a copy. Uh, uh he's just a mental case, um, who has, so much self belief. Yeah, he, he claims to be like the world's greatest indie developer. Yeah. I should, well, okay, right. I think mental case is probably overstating it and possibly legally actionable. <laughs> um, but he, he just, he is, uh, he's an enigma, I would say. He's, um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, go and look, oh, we well, go and look at his website. But he's made, he made shit tons of games using Blitz 3D for the most part. Um, and you, you, I mean, you can't fault the fact that he, he produces them. And the, the, the level of ambition in his games is ridiculous. But they all look like everyone's got a thumb for a head. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, didn't he even make an Old Testament game based on the did. Old Testament? He yeah. did. He did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, I imagine with his own commandments because he's yeah. that good. So, uh, yeah. So this is like, if M. Dickey had way more talent, I guess Lost Soul aside is the game he'd make um but yeah it's it's like crazy impressive there's one bit where it's got like all zoomed out isn't it and you're like that looks a bit indie and then it zooms in it's like oh okay now that looks good again shit <laughs> um yeah so it's not really news really that's th- things that have occurred in the last month or so <laughs> i think we could describe that as um so let's get to the reviews now what what should we perhaps start with uh, what's has anyone uh, anyone played no man's sky I, I think I've heard of yeah, that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rings a bell. Uh, how many hours have you put into it, Dave? I, I, I probably about a hundred. Fuck a duck, Dave. I don't fuck a duck.
1: Have you played on PlayStation? Yep. I, so have I. So I guess it doesn't have any readout on like time you spent, right?
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm guesstimating there. But...
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to guess. I, th- I think maybe 50 hours, but I don't know. Well, I've finished it.
0: I, uh, I think I probably played it for about 25 hours. Before I got really angry with it and traded it in, I never trade games in. But I just wanted this out of the house okay. because it it angers me so much. Uh But what are your thoughts on it?
1: Where to begin? It's about the start. I'll, okay, it's shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's. I, I don't think. I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. It's it's 50 hours, but it's shit. Uh 100 hours, shit. Yeah, and I only I only continued playing it because I wanted to have completed it before we did this podcast. Uh. Unfortunately, have you visited all eighteen quintillion planets or whatever it is? Well, unfortunately, it, the game doesn't let me complete it. Oh yeah, you you made a wrong choice and it decided to cut and off. And it the- completely locked me out of the um, Atlas Path story. Yes. Whoops. It, apparently, actually, to be fair, apparently, I can start the Atlas Path again if I go to another galaxy. Oh well, there you are. Which takes countless hours to do. Yeah. Well, I, I flogged one of my Atlas stones, actually. No, I lost it in a ship transfer because for some reason it doesn't automate. When you buy a new ship, it doesn't automate the transfer of your goods you over to, to the new ship. You have to manually transfer them. You have to manually transfer them. For, cause, for no reason. Because no one's gonna, no one's gonna buy a ship with less fucking room on it, are they? Um, I think it should, it, cause, but it should automate, it should just transfer everything across. And if it can't fit it, say, oh, these things can't be. So, you know, you might want to sort that bit out yourself, but, First time I bought a new fucking ship, lost everything. <laughs> Quite annoying, to say the least. But but probably not the most annoying thing, because I had one situation where it landed me underneath a floating boulder. <laughs> and okay. well, so so when you took off? You just took kept... off, it destroyed the ship. And obviously the ship, damaged, appears back where it was last landed, underneath a rock. Could you not blow up with um your... Yes, I had to destroy the entire floating rock, which was quite difficult. It's gameplay, that. But I also had a similar situation while I was doing the tutorial, so I did not even learn how to play the game. It landed me on a floating rock, you get out of your ship, and I immediately fell down with no way to get back up to it. Nice. <laughs> whilst I was in the tutorial. Wow. <laughs> Procedural's the best. Yeah. <laughs> um... I my anger with it, I would say, is the fact that it has the most cynical gameplay. It's like they've they've box ticked what a game is, it with the least amount of effort and the most amount of sort of oh how long can we make this fucking thing last? Like the fact that you can never you can never carry enough stuff, and so if you want to upgrade your storage, you have to go and find one of these drop pods, or you have to find this Atlas Pass thing that lets you into areas of a space station. Um, to buy these upgrades and you, you start with like, like 12 slots or something, maybe more than that. But, but the point is that you need.
1: I think it's less than that. It feels like, yeah. I think it's like eight or something stupid, but you
0: can get up to 48. So yeah. you, you, and each time the price goes up by like five or 10 grand. It's horribly exploitative. Uh, Cause if you're one of these people who, who's a bit of a completionist, this game is the worst. This, yeah. This, this, this game could kill you.
1: I, I did. Well, I didn't obviously get all the achievements or anything like that because I'd. That would be, well, as soon as I got to the end of it, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this forever. Yeah. Cause I, uh, the last half of the game, which was just warping from system to system until I got to the middle of the galaxy or universe, or whatever the hell it is. Um, it was just watching a load screen. It was a glorified version of a load screen constantly. Yeah. So you do that. And while it's doing that, I'll go on the internet or whatever. So it's just like casually going through it. Uh, eventually get to the center and the ending is. A really good metaphor for the rest of the game in that it's a massive disappointment. Yeah. Um, but the actual gameplay is just, yeah, really dull, grindy. The entire game is just a constant grind with no payoff. Yeah. Uh, there's a few moments like probably within the first few hours where you start, you know, you get stuff going together, you can fly to a new planet and it's like, oh, this is cool. Then after another half hour or an hour or whatever, you realize that all planets are basically the same. Yeah. Uh, like loads of it is just, they try to add some variation, but not varying the actual meat of it. It's just like it, this planet's radioactive, so you've got a radioactive timer. Yeah. This one's toxic, so you've got a toxic timer. This one's yeah. hot.
0: I so did know this was cold. Just just yeah. the color of my warning bar changed. Yeah. That was the only yeah. difference from planet to planet. <laughs> it was like yeah, uh, and it's it's just busy work, isn't it? It's just horrible and it, busy it's, work. It spreads so thin as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. oh, you, you learnt a word. One word. Well, and not just that, like, you could go off, like, a planet with six different types of animals on. It's yeah. supposed to be an entire planet to explore, and these six different types of animal. Mm. It's like, that's, there's nothing. Yeah. It was like, give it some variety, have different areas on the planet, and then don't have 18 quintillion yeah, planets. It's not like there are biomes. The whole planet is just more of the same. Mm. I mean, it's very telling that someone basically maxed out everything on that first planet. They just, they never left the first planet and yeah. there was enough shit on there to be able to do everything. What, what is the fucking point? And I, 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 and it's very cheap look. It's like, I, it, okay, the artwork, I think is very nice. I love the aesthetic. However, like animation is shitting awful and they have this creative writing, like you'll, you'll contact, you'll have a word with an alien and it'll say, Oh, the alien uh, looks panicked and then points at something on it. It's like, no, it's not. It's just sat there doing a shitty, uh, idol. Um, uh, and it's, Oh, it's, it's so piss poor. It's so very, very, it's like, you could, this should be a text adventure. And I I like turning up at the trading posts that have uh, about a hundred seats for people to sit on. Yeah. And there's only ever one person at the entire trading post. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're not all sitting. (laughs) No, and they're always stood up. Yeah. And you go to the space station, this massive space station in space. There's only one person on it. Yeah. You go, they're all exactly the same. You go way to out the well. the operations center. There's only one person in it. It's yeah. just like, what? It is utter, uh, crap. <sighs> it, it's, it just, yeah, it genuinely annoys me. I'm going to see what other notes I made about how annoying <laughs> it is. Well, yeah, upgrading your ship is even more annoying just because of the, how much it costs. Like my first one was like 1.2 million and I got like six extra slots that way, I think. But then the next one, oh, it's like three point eight million or something for a yeah. couple. Did of Did you extra not spots? just find crashed? Yeah, ships? I just. Well, he does thing. it the crashed way. Uh, apparently, I didn't realize there's a little bug where you can find three crash ships per. Yeah, thing. if you
1: go to a transmission tower, you can uh, en- enter the code they asked for by doing a little puzzle, and then it'll show you a ship. And then you you click it again, and it asks for the same input, so you can just do the same thing three times, find three ships, go off and find them all, then go back and do it again. But if you do it more than three, if you have more than three of them. It must, like, load the crash zones or something like that, but if you have more than three of them, it starts bugging out. Hmm. But yeah, I found that that was the fastest way to upgrade a ship.
0: I mm-hmm. uh, I hate also that half the stuff in it is just, it's just a texture with a name, in the sense that, like, oh, electron vapour, what's that What's exciting? Oh, it's just a thing that you have to make to make something else. It doesn't have any kind oh, of use God. for itself.
1: The, the crafting was terrible. Yeah. Like, why do I have to make all the individual parts? Why can't I just click a warp cell and it pulls all of them together and makes it? Yeah. And... You have to have a space in your inventory to do it and stuff, oh, and you have to constantly move this fucking you, the this cursor around interface. the interface. Oh, and you have to recharge
0: your was... shield in combat. Ugh. And the the UI was terrible in like some of it. Like to to go to the next page of the UI, mm. sometimes you had to hold down the button and for for a second, and sometimes you could just tap it, and there just seemed no rhyme or reason mm. as to which one it was. Uh, and the voice warnings, obviously. Oh, shields are low. Really? 75%? Is that low? Yeah. <laughs> Twat.
1: Um, it's just, so much of it is just bafflingly bad. Yeah. They needed way more time and a way bigger team to do what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah. I remember you were saying about how if you have the, 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 you're getting like warp upgrades. If you put them in a row in your ship, they're more. Yeah. I mean, that's with all the upgrades. So, like the multi tool, if you upgrade the bolt caster, if you put them all yeah. in a row. It links them all together. It puts like a, a board around and links them all together, and it actually boosts the bonuses you get. Okay, but oh, it never tells cool. you that. Anyway.
1: I think there's different patterns that are more or less efficient. Like if you put them in a square, I think that's the most efficient. Oh, right. I did not know that. I'm mm. not. I'm not totally sure. There was like a Reddit thread about I, it. Though.
0: I just kept putting them in big blocks. Yeah,
1: but they change color around the edge of them when you yeah. do it. it. Signifies something's different. But
0: ooh, yeah. um, I it's weird. It's like I feel like the sequel they hire some people who actually know what game design is um as opposed to that shit busy work to, to be honest if they just made it more compact well yeah this is I because it, was... it just it just feels like such a grind such a yeah. long grind that you don't ever see any end in sight if that you... you don't want to do it anymore yeah whereas if it was just like more compact and i was like yeah i have to collect all these things but but they're gonna be you know in a reasonable time frame, if they'd manually seeded like a hundred planets, so they were really diverse, um but you only needed to go to you know like a dozen of them or whatever, and like like I just wish there was some kind of narrative. That there isn't. There is this terrible, crappy, half-assed atlas narrative that you have, which is nonsense. um uh, Just it's like it makes me want. I wish they'd done something like Damocles. Or mercenary, one of those ones, which was effectively flying around on a spaceship, but also had a little bit of arcade adventure in there, which was really awesome. Um, it, it, it makes me sad just how, uh, how poor it is. And also, I mean, I, this isn't really the review, but I mean, you, you can't fail to speak about the whole bait and switch that they've done in terms of features. Oh, yeah, you can meet yourself. That's how you know what you look like. Really? Is that, is that, is that the case, Sean? Are you full of shit? Um,
1: yeah, well, if you look, yeah, loads of those trailers, like, or the E3 demonstrations were all. Yeah. So f- bullshit.
0: Utter, utterly scripted. Here into... I am,
1: finding a, just coming across two factions having a war. I can join in, take sides. Yeah. Not in the game.
0: No, yeah, not in the game. Uh, I mean, I was surprised when I found something being attacked. And I was able to, you know, thing is though, I had no idea, I was massively outclassed because I hadn't upgraded my ship, but the game didn't balance for that or give me any kind of indication uh, that that was going to happen. No, no, once you, once you know how to do the space combat, you don't oh. even need any well, that's it. Once you've ability got... at all. Yeah, once you've, you've upgraded even vaguely, no, you, even without upgrades, once you just know where to point your ship. Right. And um, the enemies die, like with just a few clicks.
1: Hmm. Well, lasers home in on them.
0: Yeah, yeah I didn't have a laser though. I only had the bolt, the yeah. thing.
1: They're harder to aim, I think.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, um, oh, it's, it's so annoying because it's like all the text there for a fantastic game. Um, but you know, it needs a bigger team and it I needs better design. I don't know. I
1: think better design. The, my problem with the whole procedural generated thing, it, it wasn't, it didn't feel procedurally generated. It was just random noise. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just like, okay, you've got
0: the planet of the Perlin noise.
1: Yeah. The noise height map. Yeah. And then you've thrown random shit all over it. You know, none of it was like, a feasible planet yeah. in any way. And, and
0: well. some of it was just colour swaps, like there was, oh, there yeah, was these yeah. fan things that were on, virtually oh, yeah, every planets, single oh, the, planet. Like the clamshell one, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's like about 10 things that have, for some reason, they have different names on every planet, but they are basically the same. Yeah. And also, if you go underground, holy shit, you better leave like a trail of breadcrumbs, which you can't do anyway, because if you get far into the caves, your, your only option is to hope you've got enough stuff to be able to blow your way out the roof.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, that's how I always got out. It's so and and it. The
0: constant fucking recharging of everything. Like, oh, your ship can only take off four times, um, before you have to bloody recharge it. Oh, it's, and there's like, it's, 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 it's basically, uh, imagine living in a world where if you went to a petrol pump, rather than being petrol and diesel, there was petrol, diesel, petrol 12, Europlop, <laughs> and like like and so like, you know, sixteen different fucking fuels for every different part of your fucking car. Oh it really annoyed me. So um what are we giving out of ten? <laughs> to to be fair, right? Occasionally you would come across a planet that would look amazing. Yeah. And you'd you'd sit there and you'd look at it for a second and a big sandstorm would roll in and and you'd be really impressed, and then for the other <laughs> 99 hours and 59 minutes. Yeah. You, it would just be utter dog shit. That's it. They just, you know, someone in QA basically hit randomize. Oh, that's a good one. Save that one. Randomize. No, randomize. No, randomize. And just to go through all the seeds and find a good planet and then just, oh, just stick put more shit on each planet. Those. Just put more on. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Just more. And just some kind of, you know, narrative as opposed to, you know, those same. Eight different bloody installations. Not more stuff really far away, more stuff close. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, cause, cause you, you always have to get in your bloody ship. That's what annoys me. Everything, nothing's really close enough to be convenient. So you have to get in your ship and you have to take off. And that means you have to recharge the damn thing. Oh. God. There was, there and, was. And mining is so annoying with that bloody mine laser just, uh, gradually carving out that shit and leaving cubes of shite in the sky.
1: I found one thing that actually made it a little bit fun to dance around on the air, on the planet. As I dance around because okay. uh, if you press the melee button. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, the, you you have to do this, or it's really tedious. I only really found around. that out
1: after like I don't know eighty percent of the time. I, I played read, it. I read about if it. If you do melee and then ju- and then jetpack at the same time, you go flying forwards really quickly.
0: I did not know. That. Yeah, you, yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's like melee then a split second later. You, yeah, you got to t- It's really hard to time it right, but yeah. when you get it down, and it's kind it, of fun to climb up a big hill and just blast off and see, see how F- long you can blur, fly yeah. for. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, the fact that you, the only way to improve the game is via improper gameplay is, yeah. uh, it's just, <sighs> but yeah, it's, it's a car wreck of a game. It's it, It's basically, we're witnessing the birth of a new Molyneux, and, <laughs> and it's, you know, and this is the, the, uh, there's almost those parallels. Remember the, the cube, Curiosity? Once you tapped your way down to the centre, there was nothing there.
1: If Peter Molyneux was in the middle of the No Man's Sky universe, oh. that would, I would have given it 10 out of 10. Yeah. That would have been hilarious.
0: And what's wrong is it It had a really good advert with Bill Bailey. It's like, oh, Bill, Bill, you've been tarred with his brush (laughs) now. Um, yeah, no, if Molyneux had been in the center, it would have been been a brilliant satire. Yeah. And then he could have said, it would have been a masterstroke. That's it. You could totally say, oh, it's satire and got away with everything. That would have been brilliant. Yeah. We'd have been singing its praises. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that was really fucking annoying. Um, I think there's some games, we haven't, I have got a list on the screen, but there's some stuff on there that, there's some stuff you haven't, you've played that isn't on the list, isn't there? Mark, is there some? Um. Because otherwise it's all me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there was, uh, I hadn't played it, but I'd watched, uh, Fem was playing Attack on Titan when I was running this fight the other day. I, I
0: would say that that, given our standards of reviewing, is... I think I
1: can give you a pretty good, I- you know, good idea of how it would B to play. Uh, no, well, that, that makes no sense. I
0: mean, this I mean, this is about as bad as it gets, but let, <laughs> let's that? do this. I watched what? a Let's
1: Play before I came over here. Yeah. What is the game, though? Um, have you ever seen the anime Attack on Titan no. or read the manga? No. Um, well, there's these massive creatures that are, like, human-like, really weird-looking creatures. Have you seen any of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird-looking Cre- monsters called Loan. Titans.
0: Titans, yes. Uh,
1: which is, again, that's the inspiration to the name Titan Souls, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Um but it's a really cool anime, and like, there's, there's humans living in this city, and um, they live there for like a hundred years, and then suddenly one day, this massive titan appears, this colossal titan, it's bigger than the, the wall. walls of the yeah. city, kicks the door in, and then loads of titans get in and kill loads of people and stuff, and uh, that sets up like the plot. So like, over the next few years, people who lived in the inner walls were like training up to, um, the younger ones are training up to fight these titans and stuff and try and Save the world or whatever.
0: And you can kill them by like slicing across the back of their neck. Yeah. So they have
1: this 3D maneuver gear, which is kind of like Spider-Man type. They shoot things around and it pulls them up and they're flying through the air really quickly. And they've got gas canisters that push them around. So the combat in the game is like flying around really crazily and it's all fast paced and powerful and it looks amazing. And you have to like latch onto a Titan and you're orbiting it in the air and then you push forwards to like slam into them and then you do like spins with your swords and you have to cut the nape of their neck to hurt them. Uh, but you can also like target different body parts of the Titan to like take his yeah. legs off so it falls over and it can't move, or you take his arms away so it can't attack you. It, it's really cool. Yeah.
0: But it's the same thing again and again. And but again. yeah, that's
1: the thing apparently. Like, it's like a Marmite thing where reviewers seem to love it or hate it because it does one thing really well, but that's all it does. So you've got the variation in the game is like the story advancing constantly. Yeah, but the actual gameplay stays the same pretty much. Where you're just fighting more and more times.
0: Mm. That's a pity. But
1: I'm gonna buy it and give it a, give it a whirl because it yeah is, it seems pretty fun. I is know, it quite cheap? Watching... No, it's like a it's thirty seven quid or something. So <sighs> triple A AAA
0: standard thing. Mm. Yeah, that probably isn't being picked up. By the way, I <laughs> assume not. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. It's like the ice cream truck. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, well, okay, what about you, Dave? There... Oh, you played Kebab's Adventure, we didn't put that on there. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, I also played that as well. Okay, well, I'll do a couple of things, and then we can come to one of your ones. Because okay. I've, I've played loads, because I take this shit very seriously. Uh, and also, I just wanted No Man's Sky out of my system. Um. I bought StarMaser DSP. So, uh, what about there? there was this Kickstarter for a game called Starmazeer, which was, it's a hybrid point-and-click adventure and shoot-em-up, which, uh, is odd. Um, and so they put out this kind of, um, precursor to it, uh, called Star Mesa DSP, which is just the shooty part, it seems. Um, and I don't know, it's got, don't think it's got many levels. I think it's only got, it's got two acts, and each act, I think, has got three sections, I suspect, because I haven't beaten the final boss of the first act, because it just goes on for fucking ever. Um, but it's got this weird thing where, basically, uh, Rather than having lives, you have ships and each of the ships has a different person in it and a different weapon system and a different sort of special weapon system and different voices, which is really quite cute so that you know they say different things in different circumstances and it can with the very first version there was a lot of repetition, but they've kind of they're introducing more sort of voices to it with updates um, to improve that um, but uh it's kind of randomized so it's it's a bit like um oh what's, what's that fucking Shimmer where you uh, the bros um, oh fuck Broforce Broforce yeah like like Broforce effectively Um, so but it's got this weird thing whereby you your score at the end of your game is used to hire your pilots for the next game and if you don't spend all of it then you start with that bit of leftover score so it means that and because it doesn't save that whenever you quit out it means that your first game it just gives you three random pilots Um, and therefore you you have to play it like three times before you're able to hire lots of good pilots. So every time you boot up the game, you're, like, your first two games are kind of wasted, really, because you're just using those to accrue enough score so that you can then actually hire some decent people. Because as soon as you die at the end, you can, you basically, you can pay some money to open a pack of characters, and you've got a free pack, so they're all quite low spec characters, a medium one, and a high end one. Um, and the better the characters, then generally they, uh, they have a better, magnetic attraction when you kill enemies they drop uh this uh resource that sort of floats around and it it floats towards you if you're more magnetic but what's quite cool is that if the chunks of this stuff touch each other they sort of join and they become higher level stuff so they give you more uh energy so you can actually kind of just swirl them around a bit and let them hit each other and then they turn into the largest one and then it sort of completely fills up your power meter which is quite a nice touch but um uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of... It's annoying that, you know, your first couple of playthroughs are effectively uh, wasted. Um, and, uh, let's see, it's got a weird survival system. Like, normally in a shooter map, if you're hit, you, you die, right? Uh, in this, it has this really weird thing where you've got this weird gauge at the top left, and it's got bits of it that are filled in and bits aren't, and this bar that sweeps across it left and right. And if, when you get hit, that bar is in one of the solid sections, then you will survive the hit and you'll get a new bar. So some of the pipes that are expensive have like a solid one of those. So that first hit's always guaranteed to survive. And then, you know, it it has one that's, you know, mostly filled uh, that it gets replaced with. But you can't see that because you're concentrating on what you're doing. You can't really use that information in any way. So it's, it's basically a roll of a dice as to whether you survive. It's quite an odd system. Um... And the enemy patterns are... They're sort of geometrically pretty rather than being good gameplay. Like, because it's a side-on one, you expect it to be a bit art IP. You expect it to be a bit of, you know, stuff about sweeping and, you know, moving in between stuff rather than just, you know, holding down fire and just destroying waves of enemies. Like, um, I still think that Hydora is the best indie, like, side-on shooter ever. And the, the enemies in this aren't terribly interesting at all. And there's some some disgraceful palette swaps... But it kind of points them out. There's a really bad one where it goes, Oh my God, we haven't seen anything like this before. It's a brown version of the enemy you just fought. You fucking idiots. <laughs> it's like, yes, we have. They've just put it with a lick of paint on it. Um, which is kind of stupid. Um, so, uh, let's see. What, say, anything else about it? Oh, the music's really good. I was going to mention that. The like, the music's really nice. I'm enjoying it. Um, some of the weapons are proper dog toffee though. It's like you'll unlock like, uh, i paid a fortune for this person it was like 90000 the shittest weapon it's like the the standard you have got this one weapon that one of the standard weapons uh, penetrates goes through the enemies um and cuz most of the enemies have absolutely no defense and there'll be a shitload of them on screen it just tears through them um so it's kind of it's kind of weird really that um actually a lot of the 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 higher end weapons that you unlock are crap um but um I, i'm enjoying it I'm going to try and get to Act Two tonight, but it's annoying that you have to. You basically waste the first 20 minutes of playing it because you're just accruing score. It's a very odd decision, Um, which makes me slightly worried for you know this full Star Maze game that they produce. If they're making odd gameplay decisions like that, Um, another thing I'll quickly mention is Kiro Blast. Came out ages ago. It was the one by the Cave Story guy, um, uh, Pixel. And uh, they put out an update last year and I never bothered revisiting it because I thought, eh, whatever. It was this thing called Overtime Mode where you play through the levels again and they're a bit remixed. They're not a bit remixed. They're massively remixed. They're almost, I mean, most of them are like whole new levels and they're way rock hard and there's a brand new story and there's a bunch of new enemies and it's brilliant. It's, um, I can totally see why they, you know, upped to the price of it then. It's, uh, they've added effectively like another, you know, two thirds of the game again. Um, if you haven't actually bothered revisiting Blast, you should. Because they're also rock fucking hard, some of these levels. Um, it's it's much more of a platforming game. Um, so it was awesome. Uh, I was really, I'm loving it. But it means that you can't get to New Game Plus until you beat this new overtime mode. So that's kind of like, ooh, difficult. Um, but yeah, really cool. Uh, why don't we talk about Gabub's Adventure that you played and it's a pile of shit? Oh, no, it's not. Is it not? Don't be mean to it. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's a a two D exploration platformer, so there's there's literally no enemies in it. Um, I think it wants to have puzzles, but the puzzles just really aren't. It's just like lock and key. Yeah, yeah, very basic. Um, but it was it was a nice little John. It's only it's only an hour or so long. How much did you? Was it like five or whatever? Uh, I did the Kickstarter, so. Yeah,
1: which, I put put ten dollars down.
0: Ten dollars for that? Yeah. Lost like an hour. I accidentally completed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, literally, you had to be the controller, and I accidentally completed it. it, it yeah, it's very, it's like knit, and I yes, fucking yeah. hate knit. Yeah, but I like knit. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think where it falls down is that it's too slow paced. Yeah. With there being no um puzzles or challenge or anything like that in, in in the traditional sense. Yeah. Um you need to be able to just just travel a bit faster. I mean, I don't want to like sonic across the entire level, mm. but some 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 areas you would you were just literally going from one side of the screen to the other and there wasn't enough for my eyes to look at while I was walking across the screen. I needed to be able to travel a bit faster. Yeah. I think mm. that's what annoys me about it. it's kinda of like No Man's Sky in that he's done the bare minimum to make a exactly game. It's exactly like No Man's Sky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done the bare minimum to make a game. Uh, no, I, think that, I think, think that he didn't overpromise though, that's what he did. I think
1: it's not the same because like the little bits of uh like polish, not maybe maybe polish in the right word, but just like the little characters and stuff yeah. in there, and the charm of it is just like that's well, a nice yeah. little thing. It's not yeah. really a, it's not a great game or anything, it's not really my kind of thing generally, but it's a cute little
0: And it's kind niche of a thing. labour of love. You can tell he's put or, yeah, you know, effort into the details. Yeah, so. online yeah, online no, it's, it's just, it's like, it's a nothing game. It reminds me of the sort of thing you'd have on the Spectrum, but but possibly mm. even simpler. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a nothing game. It's literally just walking around. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even see the point of all the collectibles. Yeah. For, for me, the collectibles didn't even need to be there. Right. Just give me a few more of the interesting characters to look at. Mm. See, I think that's what annoys me about it. It's kind of like, oh, what, so I can do that and get away with it and make a game? Shit. I didn't realise. <laughs> cause, cause I could, I could make that game, frankly. Um, but you I, didn't. No, I would choose not to. Cause <laughs> I wouldn't want to con people out of their time. Uh, okay, cool. cool. It was worth it. I, I didn't feel conned. No, good. I'm, well, I'm, I'm very much glad you enjoyed it. Uh, just speaking of little games, I played Handsome Mr. Frog. Uh, oh, what do you think? By the way, Mark, did you like it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. It's oh, fine. Okay. Definitive review. Yeah. Uh I played uh, handsome Mr. Frog, which I bought for seventy nine P this afternoon. And it's a How simple... did he find that? Oh it because um I saw I saw it was on source, but he okay. he posted uh, a gif on one of the threads of the next game he was making and it was like procedurally generated scrolling shooter where you were on the ground and it's sort of like forced scroll and it's, I keep on saying scroll. Scrolling. Um scroll uh as you walked along and it it kind of like well that's interesting and he did this handsome mr frog and i love single screen games i think bubble bobble is one of my favorite games ever that and parasol stars and that sort of game i adore so i thought i'll oh, i'll have a look at this and uh, i think it's terrible i think it's i think it looks lovely i think the the sound is great i think the mm. aesthetic is lovely and i think in terms of gameplay it's terrible because it doesn't it's kind of doesn't reward you taking risks it it makes more sense for you just to to stay in a safe location camp there enemy comes near you you you're a frog you basically you you kirby it you grab it goes into your mouth and then you spit it out at another enemy to kill them You may as well just do that um and uh there's always a crate on the level in case there's because enemies only die when you spit them into another enemy and in case there are no enemies left you can use the crate so uh and that the the crate sort kind of penetrates multiple enemies so it's kind of better. It's just, it's a nothing game, um, with, I think, bad, bad level design and bad design, um, personally. Um, but it's 79p, so, can't complain too much. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you really can't complain at that, kind of... No. <laughs> uh, and and yes, I did. Um, and Deus Ex Mankind Divided came out, which, uh, um, I, uh, clocked yesterday, actually, and I really, really enjoyed playing it through. However, in terms of story, my God, it's clear that they've got a sequel in mind. Uh, it's kind of like it's just getting going. And then it's like, well, that's the end of the story then, lads. Uh, there's loads of plot threads. We're going to leave those hanging. Um We're going to put in a disgraceful um, uh, little sort of uh, little reveal during the credits that make you think, ooh, what happens next? But if it doesn't sell 3 million units, we're never going to find out because apparently that's what it needs to do in order for them to make a sequel because it cost about $70 million. Christ. I think that's Canadian, though, so. Again. Um, I can lend them that. Well, they made it in Canada. So I assume it's 70 million Canadian. Um, yeah. But it's it's great. It's like... Because um, the, the the previous game had this sort of this sort hub that was a massive explorable hub but only had a couple of things really to do in it. And um, there's a couple of side missions and a couple of bits you could explore. But this has this... Um, it's set in Prague. And the hub has got so much stuff you can explore and discover. Uh, and there's loads more side missions. Excuse me. Um... But I think that has eaten into the story, because mm-hmm. in terms of story, there's only really four story missions, uh, locations that you go to, um, and uh, yeah, it felt like there was there's very little story. It kind of just started and then it stopped, so it's it's quite underserved. It's weird because it's like um, at the start it has the credits, and I saw Peter Serafinowicz's name in there. I thought, oh, and he's playing a character. Um, and I swear his character, he's like second Bill and his character has about six lines. It feels like it's quite odd. Um,
1: uh, did you ever see that game that William Pugh made? There was, uh, what was it called? The Kevin Patterson experience. There was only ever shown at, at shows. Yeah. And it was never released. And it's narrated by Peter Seraphinovich, but he's just not in the credits or anything like that. So I played it. And I was just like, Is this Peter Seraphinovitz? And then I asked people, and I couldn't get the definitive answer from people, and then eventually found out it was actually him. It was just like weirdly...
0: Well, the thing is, that doesn't cost an awful lot. I mean, I know how much we paid him to do Legacy Undercover, and it wasn't an extortion amount by any minute, by any means. Right. Uh, and we got him to play three bloody characters in it. Um, so, you know, we had him in there for a while. So we're suggesting he's a bit cheap. No, I'm saying, I'm saying actually you can get, uh, what I'm saying is you can get some amazing actors for a very reasonable amount. How much does it, how long does it take to like
1: read some lines then?
0: Okay, well, say for instance, if you're doing like cinematics stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you'd probably look to work to around 40 lines an hour, Um probably. Um but if you're just, you know, if it's general gameplay stuff, you can get sixty to a hundred lines an hour. Frankly, you can really mm. rattle through the stuff. It depends on how good your director is, but um, you know, for for not much money, you could have an amazing actor do you know a brilliant performance in your game. Um Obviously, you have got the cost of hiring the studio um, and stuff like that, which is not cheap. You mean but, they wouldn't just come round your house and do it into a head mic? No, there's the <laughs> issue. Uh Chance, what well, they'll, they'll do it at some place in Fitzrovia, basically, or Soho in London. Uh, and you, uh, you gotta hire a director or you direct it yourself, obviously, if you wanna save a few quid. Um, which, once you've done, once you've seen it enough, you, you know, you, you kind of get the feel that you can. Uh, it doesn't cost a lot, actually, to get a really, you know, good actor. Um, so, I can believe that, you know, Peter did that other game. Mm. Cause, cause, you know, he seems, he seems quite bang up for it. He fucking loves games. We were just talking yeah, well, about Dark Souls. The reason,
1: the reason he actually did it was cause, uh, I think Sarah tweets tweeted something like, I don't like the Stanley Parable. So William Pugh was just like, sending a message saying, uh, but do you want to work together then it's because you don't like my game or something? Something weird yeah. because of it, but that sounded pretty funny. I don't, don't know, know if well, any of this cool. is public knowledge or not, maybe I shouldn't be talking about it.
0: Ooh. well that's good. There's a whole section we can cut out. <laughs> um So anyway, so Deus Ex, it's brilliant. It's more of the same really, but with a bunch of new powers that massively overpower you by the midpoint of the game. Um, But I like, I love being overpowered in games, frankly. <laughs> um And it's got a new game plus in this one, which is nice. So you can restart it with all your powers, which I love. Um, Yeah, it's really great. But um just as it gets going, it's like basically you kill someone who's obviously a puppet. We don't kill, you defeat someone who's obviously a puppet of the real bad guys at the end of the game. And so normally in any other game, that would be like, oh, now let's go after the real bad guys. And instead it goes, nope, here's the credits, fuck off. Um, but I can't complain about the length of the game. I, it probably took me 30 hours to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and, and I had an absolute blast doing it, and I didn't feel exploited like I did in No Man's Sky. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's brilliant, uh, and I hope they get to do the last half of it. But, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, look, and it looks beautiful. I mean, really, really, really fantastic artwork. It's a bit buggy. Um quite often I'd go into uh, the base it's called T F twenty nine and there'll be people just doing walk cycles in one location and dipping through the floor. Um there was another one with just two people who were frozen. I went into one machine and broke into this bank and I thought, well this is easy, there's no one in here. It's deserted. And then I heard voices coming out of nowhere and I thought, No, there's not there's people in here. They just aren't being drawn or processed <laughs> uh apart from their audio. Um because yeah, there was just these this dialogue coming from thin air. Um but it did make it a lot easier, obviously. Um, uh, it's uh, it's it's excellent. I think it's an excellent, excellent game, um, just with you know a few a few flaws, but um, I, I love it. Um, and I've beaten it, so that's over. Dull. Mm. Um, have anything else you've actually played?
1: Um, I also played Inside.
0: Well, did you play this, or did you see a friend play it?
1: I played it I actually. Played oh, okay. It <laughs> uh,
0: now the thing is, because we discussed this a while ago when I played it, but yeah. Being very hush hush about spoilers and stuff like that at that time, but now, fuck people. So a spoiler warning for inside yeah, here. Though. Yeah, Feel free to to go ahead and talk and, about the aspects of it.
1: Dave, are you bothered about spoilers? Nope. It? Okay. okay, okay. Well, it's, it's by Playdive The people made Limbo, and it's kind of a similar sort of style of game in that it's like an RTTD platformer, where it looks it looks amazing, doesn't it? Like it's really beautiful. I was reading like. They had like a three hundred page uh presentation about all the shit they used in it to make it look that good. It's like, oh my god, had really so I understand like about ten percent of it. It's so complicated. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um yeah, but that was really yeah, it was really pretty, really interesting and like it's got the best end section to a game I've ever played, I think. Yeah. It's like a Kira where he just turns into that massive blob creature.
0: Well, yeah, you're you're the kid and you get sucked into this weird blob and then it goes on a rampage and it's awesome
1: yeah so yeah you become this massive blobby creature that must have taken like a year or two to animate as well yeah it's so complicated. there's a lot of so,
0: physics in there as well yeah
1: so it's just like a blobby physicsy blob
0: and the limbs when they're on the grounds they sort of you have legs yeah, legs
1: and arms pulling around and you like fall over and it's just you feel like a weighty weird mm. creature and you're really strong and yeah it's it's insane but have, have you read any of the, the, like, kind of theories about the game story and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, because I, I did, I got the final ending, the one where you kind of pull the plug on yeah. the master computer and then you shut down as yeah. if you were in control, you were being controlled.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know what they reckon the story is. Cause... Well,
1: someone was suggesting that, like, the blob, it's all the blob creature trying to get out. Yeah. And so he is plugged into a thing that controls you, the player. You, yeah. need the player, via your control stick, are controlling the boy. Mm. And when the boy pulls out the cord, it severs the link between the blob and you, so yeah. that you can't control anything anymore. And that's why it f- that's the only point in the game where it actually fades out.
0: So effectively, you're playing the blob.
1: The blob's playing you.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like, don't know, I mean, yeah. that
1: pro- might be nonsense, yeah. but... You're actually
0: a... making the game sound interesting now. It's, pretty, it's really... It, I mean, Cause pl- To be honest, I was just like, oh, it's just Limbo again and Limbo. No, I, yeah. I, I, I love the puzzle. Like the, the one where you, yeah. you literally fire... but You hoover up baby chicks and fire them at a bale of that was really I was like, over. oh my
1: God, am I going to have to murder all these little chickens? No,
0: yeah, it's, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's uh, really it's cool. got great puzzles, especially the ones... Because you have these ones where you'll plug into a machine and then you'll start controlling someone else instead. Yeah. And then there's one way you get them to plug into a machine. So they control a third. It's like fucking hell. How many, <laughs> this is like inception. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's got brilliant puzzles. And I love, I love that all the secrets, these, you find these weird little Sputnik things around that you pull plugs out of. Um, they're quite actually, they're quite easy to find. And because of the way you can go back to any stage, you can just like the load screen. It's got a load of dots at the bottom and you just tab through them to the scene you want. And then boop, you can replay that really easily. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I think it's, this is a game that's, for me, is art. Yeah. Cause it's, it's an excellent game, but it also is clearly something quite artistic. Yeah. Um, it's definitely to one of the that isn't a game.
1: One of the best games I've played this year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I really uh, get to have it.
1: I mean, even with all this, even what we've said so far, it's not that spoilery, but if you play it, you'll still enjoy it now. I recommend it.
0: I may actually try it. You're almost convinced me you should get you on the payroll. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I I think it's fantastic. How much did you pay for it by the way? I think it's like
1: 16 quid.
0: It, okay, I think it's on 15 on PlayStation, on Steam, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, brilliant. Loved it. Um uh, uh and oh, and there'll be another review next month when I've played it. Yeah, sure I'll go three months <laughs> in a row maybe. Quite oh, like the idea of that. Um uh, anything else anyone's played? Nope. No. Nope?
1: Oh wait, I did did play a little bit of Castle of Illusion, the the one that got delisted recently. Oh, okay. Um Why but
0: did it get delisted? I don't know, it's it was, weird. It was a rights issue, basically. It was to I think, like, they had... You know, sometimes these games disappear because they only had the right to publish them for... Because it's like a third party, because it's Disney or whatever. Yeah. Some company only had the publishing... You know, could only publish them for three years and then it disappears. Just one of those again.
1: A bit weird, that.
0: It's odd. Yeah, you know, I know that you don't get to, you know, once you've made a game put it out there in per- perpetuity but yeah. what it's, can you do?
1: Um, it's just it's kind of like a f- remake of Castlevania of the you from the like, you know, Genesis type era um, it's different but it uses the same kind of source material so you're in like a forest for the first one the boss is that tree that rolls things at you but the levels are completely different and you go into like different planes and stuff like that to go through the 2D level and then sometimes it goes to 3D but the, it's just like the basics of it are kind of the same like the second world, you climb up the toys. There's, like, loads of blocks for the, um, with loads of toy soldiers walking down it. Hmm. Climb up to the top, and then you hit a switch, and then you just have to slide down it all, just like the, in the original. But, you know, it's all 3D, and looks nicer and stuff. But the sound didn't work for me. There wasn't really any options on the PC thing. Uh, the video was in the wrong resolution. It's a bit of a weird, technically messed up thing, and I couldn't change half of it. Like, what? I changed the resolution, and it just broke... And I had to restart the game. So.
0: Well, they really half asked that, didn't they? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I know somebody worked on it. I, I haven't talked to them that much about it, but whenever they mention it, they say it was like a terrible time. Like, yeah. Working on it was really bad.
0: Well, licensed stuff is generally, it can, it can be, depending on the license or it can be an absolute piggy nightmare. Uh, I think the studio is
1: like shut down after it was. Release or something as well. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> I, I might just be making shit up there. I don't know, but feel free to. But, but yeah, and then
0: uh, yeah. So Mark says, yeah, it's illegally
1: <laughs> me that has any issue. Yeah, so that's the only other thing I could think of that I played.
0: All right. Well, we've played a fair bit this month compared to usual, and some of them are quite meaty games. Eat uh, well. I said well games. Not No Man's <laughs> guy. Fuckers. I fucking hate them.
1: More like no
0: man's lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so witty. Take that. Yeah, take that. The system. Yeah. Um. Okay. Shall so we go to Kickstarter? Yes. Okay. So we got uh good stuff and we got the shit stuff. So we start with the good stuff, right? Uh, this is one that you've backed, isn't it, Dave? Yes, I like backed this. I I really like the look of this. It's Sausage Sports Club. Okay. Which is a local multiplayer kind of party game. Hmm. Um. Where it's I think the main game is, is basically kind of like a football-y game, where you're knocking a, a ball around into a goal. So, um, football? Yes. <laughs> but but, it's nice but cha- explain, explain what your what characters are kind of very rubbery, long, sausage-like characters. Right. Hence the name.
1: I, I'd like it for one day, for people to explain something like that, I was saying, it's like Rocket League, but without
0: the cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be brilliant. And, so yeah I just think it looks looks like a fun thing to play when you've got a few friends round. Mm. So back to yeah I and mean, it rips off Splatoon as well, doesn't it? It's Yeah, yeah, it's I think got... there's just various game modes. Um yeah. to, to to be honest, it's not the most innovative thing. It just looks fun. Yeah. All right, um uh that's sausage sports club Furious Jack. I looked at this and it's very pretty, but <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure about the gameplay, but it, it it looks, it looks like a lot of effort, especially into the artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, to explain what it is, it's a scrolling beat-em-up. It's it's like, uh, Double Dragon, that sort of thing. Except you don't have that movement back and forth. Uh, which apparently some of us don't like.
1: Yeah, I don't like having to line myself up in an axis to hit someone. You know, like It looks like I should be punching him. Yeah. And in like a fighting game. And then, it just doesn't. You're like punching behind them.
0: You're like guardian heroes, though, and on the Saturn, because it had, basically had three layers. So there was never. It was kind of like if you're on the same layer.
1: Yeah, if you're locked into yeah, it, that's yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: Um, but this it's like beautiful looking. However, it it's uh, yeah that lack of being able to move is kind of a bit weird. And I remember this this is animation that he shows this bloke and he's stabbing this bloke literally through the stomach with a sword. He does it like six times. It's like you know one and do he's dead. Gotta make sure though. Yeah, but the animation is beautiful. Um, you know, it's actually there's a they've put a lot of effort into it, but I don't know if I want to play it. It seems like there's only other like one enemy on screen at once or a bit. Yeah, I think I think they're more animators than game makers. Yeah, maybe. Uh okay. So that yeah, that looks nice, but um uh was it gonna make it or not? I don't know. I forget I, I forget what the uh how much they were asking for. Um oh there's a game called uh Super Mega Best Cat Adventures. <laughs> which is on Tixos as well. It's basically a ridiculously over-the-top, um, uh, uh, oh shit. What's Robotron. That word? Yes, Robotron. As well as I was looking for, it was like, uh, oh, psychedelic. Psychedelic, thank you. Uh, <laughs> psychedelic uh, Robotron. Um, and I, I just, I like the trailer because it had really nice, uh, 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 chip music and it's just three minutes of anarchic m- action. Um, and it looks, uh, bonkers. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that's just trying to give you a seizure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does have, it does have one of those warnings at the start of the video about epilepsy? Effectively, it says about flashing imagery, but um, that looked kind of cute. I think they're after ten grand, so you know, not not an awful lot. Um, oh, this one makes me sad. There's a game called New Homeland, which looks like Terraria, except it has. It looks like it's got like proper level design in it, and it has beautiful pixel art. It looks so nice and silky smooth and sixty frames and. Oh, it looks lovely. And they only want they only want seventy five thousand. They only want seventy five thousand euros, and they've only got two and a half thousand euros. Um, and it's really annoying. It makes me sad. I've backed it, but it's not going to make it. Um, and I, I think s- I still think the game's going to get made because there seems to be so much done I on think, it you, already. Yeah, you couldn't throw this away. However, um, it's I, I think the reason is this is the first thing I heard about it was seeing the Kickstarter, which is not how you do a Kickstarter. No, um, it's ridiculous that you know they have. Looking at their, uh, Twitter account, they had like a link to the trailer, but no animated GIFs, um, or anything like that, which I think is, you know, what you, you, you need to, you know, build up a massive sort of head of steam and you need to whore yourself all over the internet before you do your Kickstarter these days. Because, um, yeah, uh, I think people have been burned so much that you really need to kind of G them up. Um, and, uh, this is not going to make it. This has got, it's got about 10 days left and, uh, Yeah, pity, because it looks beautiful. And so, you know, we won't make a difference with the amount of people who follow us, unless of course there are some eccentric millionaires. If there are, I'll tell you my email details and we can talk. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, it looks, it looks great. And it's not. How long has it got left on it though? 10 days.
1: Okay. You think this this podcast is going to go out within the next 10 days?
0: I think by the skin of it, well, it has to, because I'm going on holiday weekend after next. So, yeah. So the likelihood
1: is that it'll be in a month's time then. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I'm hoping that this is out like next weekend and then we're recording the next one, you know, early October, I guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> early to mid yeah, October. Right. <laughs> Your lack of faith is, uh, disturbing. Um, oh, uh, Russian subway dogs. This is a game that looks kind of cute. It's like a little single screener where, and it's based on a real thing where dogs are on the subway. And they, they genuinely, some of them do use subway cars to get around, uh, in the Russian subway. It's just
1: on their own. They don't have an owner yeah,
0: yeah, or anything. Yeah. yeah. They're just, they're just, there's like a feral dog population, which is massive. Um, and they, they know to sometimes go up behind people and bark and it'll make them drop their food. Um, and apparently, I mean, like they're kind of hierarchical and literally like packs of dogs will send out the ones, the cute looking ones to go and beg for food and stuff apparently like it's a ridiculous kind of level of sophistication however this is a game where you bark at people and they drop food um and <laughs> I, asking for a lot of money uh, and vodka how much were they asking for again like 30 grand or i think it was 50 was wasn't it, wasn't it was it it's, yeah really I think so. oh yeah this is not a game that looks like it needs that much money to finish it frankly um uh yes and what i do like though is the fact that it it reaffirms the uh the stereotype that all russians drink vodka um <laughs> And is, bears are everywhere. <laughs> bears are everywhere, yeah. Um, so, uh, it kind looks kind of cute, but it looks very, very, um, shallow. Well, it's like, you know, no man's sky, a million miles wide and an inch deep. Um, so that's the good stuff, which just leaves the stuff that is not as good or bad or shit, as we would uh, usually call it. <laughs> bad uh, starter. Bad starter, yeah. Um, so first one, Dave, what's this then? Uh, yeah, the, this... Uh, I, can't I mean, the name of it really annoys me for a start. La Facade, the, the Veil of the Divine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he goes through a whole Kickstarter saying how, um, he... Um, he... Wants the money to buy software, doesn't he? Yeah, he already owns all the software he needs. He has, like, several different engines. Why he's using three different engines to yeah. make one game, I don't know. Um... And then he's asking for money. $250, I think it was. What <laughs> was it? Yeah. And then at the end he says, uh, uh, but I don't need the money. Yeah. He said, if I don't get it, it doesn't matter. I just thought you wanted to be a part of something. Except he "a part" as one word. So, ineffectively, by not backing it, you are a part of it. So, yes. uh you know, his wish came true, frankly, with his poor grammar um, and spelling. Uh Yeah, that's nonsense. You must make some Zelda shite. Tozers, the video game. This is the fourth time this has popped up on Kickstarter. Yeah, this is actually the second time we've covered it. (laughs) Yeah, um, because I thought I'd seen it before when we did it last time. Last time it was just uh, three minutes of music and the title screen, which was start game and options. It it was more than three minutes, it was twelve, wasn't it? Oh, that's ridiculous. And this time it's 27 seconds of shitty footage of everything that's been slapped together in Unity in two minutes. However, what I love is if you look at the amounts he asked for, for the game, so the first time he did it, he asked for fifteen grand, and he didn't get that. So the second time he did it, he asked for five grand, and he didn't get that. And then the th- third time he asked for it, he asked for one grand, and he didn't get that. So this time, he's asked for three grand. He's got up. He's thought, you know what? I didn't make a thousand, but maybe people just like the number three. It's a, it's a catchy number. They want to give me three grand. It's He's madness. certainly got persistence. He has, he hasn't got the ability to make a game <laughs> yeah. or a Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's bonkers though, cause he, he just keeps on, uh, keeps on trying it. Uh, very odd. Um, oh, Forbidden Kingdom. This is, uh, this is, I mean, we've had unprofessional Kickstarters before, but this is impressively bad. Yes, uh, this is a Kickstarter that's for $150,000. Dollars. Dollars. Yeah. Um, and the video is shot vertically on a mobile phone of the monitor of the person yeah. playing it. Hand, with Handheld. A, yes, handheld, so it's yeah. very shaky, with the reflection of a window behind one. It's a, it's a it's very a,
1: shiny monitor
0: that he's using. He, yeah, I mean, he's he bought the shiniest monitor he could. And it's all using assets that come with the Unreal Engine, apparently. He, yes, he even says this is just assets that come with Unreal Engine. Yeah, so all he's done is he slaps a controller in there so a person runs around. Uh, 150 grand, please. Fucking mental but i was quite disappointed because there's obviously a film called the forbidden kingdom with jackie chan and jet lee in yeah a famous film because it's the first time they were in a film together i believe um and it's not, and it's, not it's not a game of the, well you don't know film. that because this is the version that's slapped together you don't know that it's not <laughs> going to turn into a jackie chan game um one that I spotted uh which is so this is uh a while ago we did one called uh Kingdom of Oberon, and it was a really weird, uncomfortable video of this guy, and it was again it was filmed uh portrait um and he was it was he had this weird sort of nervous laugh <laughs> uh where um and he he was saying it as if this person he had discovered this project that was being done someone by someone else, and as a favor he was uh it was called Trinivy software, and as a favor to the person who owned Trinity software, he was doing this video and talking about it and talking about this person off camera who apparently had sort of had this big board full of ideas that they'd blanked, and so he was kind of... He was just uncomfortably talking about this thing for about 15 minutes. And then comes along his new one, uh, which has already failed, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Uh, take this Zelda-like retro adventure with RPG elements. Uh, I'm assuming it cuts off at L. But I'm assuming that's what it is. Um and uh where you realize you realize that he is the person who owns Trinity games. So for so he was just lying to us on that last video. Um You never know, he might mm-hmm. have some kind of split personality yeah, that's some a
1: possibility. Like Tyler Durden situation. Well that's a big, or really, he, really he's a lame. split
0: personality and both of them are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um and this time he does another video with his weird little nervous laugh, uh, where he tells us about this shitty game that's never being made. Um so uh yeah he's uh another chancer uh yeah it's it's just it's just nice to see another video from that deluded madman um allegedly uh, <laughs> don't, I don't think so Mark how, says I don't think it's how slander works <laughs> he doesn't work when I'm here yeah that wasn't mark that was me um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of bonkers. it's just a, it's just this kind of weird personality we've seen before that I thought I'd mention um uh cat story. Uh, it's like a Cave Story, but shit. With a cat. With a cat. <laughs> there you go. And some weird mouse clicking stuff in there, which is odd and doesn't look very nice at all. That's all. Um, there's one thing I just went to mention called, it's called, uh, Knock Veil and it's called PS2 era adventure game, which apparently is what you say if your game looks terrible. That's all you do. Oh, it's, it's a homage to the PS2. Aye. It looks like a load of shit. Um, so that's what they've done. Um, it looks terrible. And it looks, it seems like it's got Crash Bandicoot's font in it. That's what I found quite off-putting. Now every month, we always have someone who has no idea how, uh, IP works and thinks that you can just make a game based on someone else's IP. And, and strangely, they're always making a Silent Hill game. Yeah. So Silent Hill Resurrections is our latest one. Um, and uh, literally just a paragraph of text. Doesn't have any idea what he's doing. Um, and a picture of no, Silent No, it Hill. says it's going to have multiple endings. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Okay, well there you he's, are. He's got that one worked there's, there's, out already. There's then. the one where he's sued and butt fucked in prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's pointless. Oh no. uh, There's a video. There's one game called My Brother's Keeper, open world indie survival horror. Horror. I only mention it because the video starts with Hitler because kids, kids love Hitler. Very. It's just a, it's just another one of these shit em ups, um, But for some reason they've got Hitler in the video. So because he's scary and, and mean. he is quite scary. And then there's this one called, I don't know if it's shit or not, but it's called Radical Heroes Crimson City Crisis. Um, which is like, uh, River City Rampage, it seems, but 3D. Um, but it's like, you know, billboard sprites in a 3D world. It looks okay. It looks okay. Yeah, yeah. I, again, it's, 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 you know, it's like a, um, a bit of a shit double dragon style game. I, I, I commend know. them for having made the engine over 10 years. Yeah, they took the time and the, the game they've been working on for three years. But it's um yeah the gameplay doesn't look all that, right, but um it has the most uh, cringeworthy bit right at the end of the video which is well worth watching, um which I, I, we only oh, yeah, right at the end just right skip, at the end just skip to that yeah just skip to the end um where <laughs> it yeah a little skit they do about their awesome game, um so and weirdly it's been published by Apogee, um or rather it's not because they've made about six dollars, um so that's not happening. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's about it. And I didn't even mention about my dad getting a laser off his relationship, which we were talking about for the podcast. He's getting a laser penis. He's getting a laser cock. He's going to be able to fire lasers out of his dick. Uh, it, he doesn't listen to podcasts. This is perfect, Perfectly safe saying this. Um, yeah. Uh, is anyone else? Uh, any, uh, relatives <laughs> who are getting lasers, lasers grafted onto parts of their genitals? No. No?
1: No, no. just a, you know, regular non-laser weaponry.
0: Okay. What's so, like a knife? He's like yeah, taking a knife to his knife
1: dick? Knife cock. Knife cock. Okay. Superhero. Look out <laughs> for the movie.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, to be fair, they're <laughs> running out. They probably will do. Um.
1: Th- that would be a grim movie, that wouldn't it? Yeah, with a knife for a penis.
0: It's it's. I mean, there probably is already some underground comic books yeah. like that. Uh Let's see what was I was going to say. No, I don't know. Are we done? <laughs> I guess that.
1: I think yeah, so. that's the end. I
0: mean, I, it's, I mean, I thought we were going to be even nastier about No Man's Sky. If I'm honest, given just how much we all hate it, I'm surprised. I feel like it's got quite a, an easy ride. Um, because well, that game fucking annoys well, why, me. Well, why don't we just say we give it a minus 10? Oh, okay, minus 10. Yes. No, give it minus 18 quintillion, because <laughs> of you know how many planets it's got on it. <laughs> I don't understand this. Quintillion, right? That's got, that's a, there's a lot of zeros after that. It's like, it's like, it's bigger than trillion, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So, I don't understand how I bumped into two people's planets in, you know, the first hour of gameplay. I have I haven't come across any really. I've already discovered. I even used the Find Nearby Discoveries, and the nearest one was
1: way away. That that shit doesn't work.
0: I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, in the bottom left corner it says, like, press this to find discoveries, but it just doesn't work. Oh, okay. I think the servers are just, like, hammered or something.
0: Right. Well, anyway, so I I found it. It's just awful. It's awful, exploitative shit. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty shit yeah Pretty shockingly bad but
0: and that's just this podcast <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um right well um thanks for listening hopefully our voices have come through loud and clear and you can hear Dave's Mrs chat on the phone um, <laughs> um at some point during the podcast uh yeah, let's what, hope
1: for that, shall we? Yeah. What are
0: we looking forward to? You know what? We don't do that. What are we looking forward to? Anyone Feel like, like I'm in a
1: business meeting now, isn't it? Like,
0: yeah. What's, what's going to be happening in the next
1: month or two? It, yeah, I don't think in a business, business meeting, the like, what are you looking forward
0: to? They don't do that, do they?
1: I, well, again, I've not been in a business meeting for quite some time.
0: <laughs> Lucky bastard. Uh, I don't uh, think I have ever been in a business meeting. Really? <laughs> why okay. would I ever be in a business meeting well, yeah. you've know I mean? been I mean, you you in a meeting though right you've been in a meeting things, Yeah. no I, I, I can't think of any meetings well this is a meeting then you've been in this one okay. this is a
1: business meeting if we call this a
0: business meeting you, I have been in this yeah this is the AGM of big uh, Ignorant Gamers <laughs> Um, so
1: is there anything coming out that people are looking forward to I can't think of anything I mean Pokemon's coming out soon I'm not going to play that though that's the only game I can think of that's coming out there.
0: Oh, um, Sun and you, Moon, or whatever. Yeah.
1: With yeah. all the haran uh forms, like the executor with a massive neck.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the... At least
1: we've seen some uh, a little bit funny internet jokes from it.
0: Obviously, penis, I assume.
1: Oh, no, it's just like people, well, maybe, but like people just putting that in loads of things. Okay. It's maybe not as funny as uh, I think it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Bioshock Collection. Can't wait to play through that again, the first one. Oh, yes, that's coming out next month. And also Dead Rising, uh, the original, coming out on PS4, which I'm, I have a funny feeling I remember as being better than it is.
1: Uh, here's something I might be looking forward to. Uh, like I've got a mate moving to Canada, and I might buy his PlayStation 3 off him, which means I can play Demon Souls. <gasps>
0: oh, That's good, isn't it? Which... Have, yeah,
1: another excuse to play a Souls game.
0: Yeah, and a really good one too. It's great, Demon Souls. Uh what about you, Dave? You haven't done nothing? Nope. Okay. Dave is looking forward to nothing. Um <laughs> Right, well, thank you very much for listening. Um uh hopefully this is recorded. Um uh see you next month. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Bye. That was creepy. That was a weird one then, Yeah. yeah.
0: Bye. Yeah, that's better. <laughs>